Uh, hello, this is Doug the Shoe Guy, and this is the Omega Sports Podcast. In this episode today, a real treat. We'll be talking to local entrepreneur, community builder, and 17-year NFL veteran wide receiver Ricky Kroll. We're going to discuss some of the amazing things he's doing in our community, talk about his amazing NFL career, and what it takes to make your dreams come true both on and off the field. This is going to be an awesome conversation for athletes and everyone working hard to achieve their goals. Ricky, say hello to our listeners. Hey listeners, how y'all doing? Again, what a treat. Uh, between us on the panel today, we've got 17 years of NFL experience, two Super Bowl rings, uh, almost 700 catches and 9,000 yards. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're certainly blessed, Ricky, to be in your amazing facility, Prolific Park. Thank you for having us today. Well, I'm glad that y'all are here and uh, hopefully uh, the message is a positive one and uh, I'm excited that you guys are here. I'm excited to share my story. All right, great. I'm sure our listeners will, will love that as well. As I mentioned, uh, a little change of venue today. Normally we record out of the sports zone at our headquarters over off Market Street here in Greensboro, but today's podcast is being recorded live at Prolific Park, Ricky's incredible facility here in the heart of Greensboro. Uh, pretty interesting. We're, we're in Ricky's Panthers Den, this great studio he has set up at this amazing facility. You may hear some ambient noise uh, being in the heart of a world-class fitness center, some weights being drops and screens, some punching bags, cycles being ridden. Pay no attention to that, just let it add to the ambiance of this, this great den we're in here. Uh, it's, it's great having you here, Ricky, letting us be in your sharing your facility. We'll talk about this amazing facility, all the amenities it has to offer, but before we do that, we have to acknowledge your incredible football career. I mean, certainly as a 17-year veteran, you've been the author of several great moments, two-time Super Bowl winner, I know you played in four Super Bowls. I know you want four rings, certainly for the locals here. That uh, game against the, the Super Bowl, against the Patriots, Super Bowl 38, that was really something. I mean, you had an amazing clutch catch to set up your tying touchdown in that game. Uh, we talked certainly about your amazing catch to beat the Buccaneers in the NFC title game from the 99 season that happened in January 2000. What is your most memorable moment? Did you have a signature moment from your career? That, that sticks in your mind? Yeah, I, I think um, for me, it was the NFC Championship in, in, in 2000, making that catch to help my team get into the Super Bowl. Um, and, and I think just prior to, because, and why it was, because prior to that, the, the nine years, first nine years of my career was about a four and 12, three and 13. I think the best I, team that I was on was 8-8, eight and, eight, and uh, a lot of frustrations over those years. Had a lot of personal success, um, caught a lot of balls, a lot of touchdown passes, but it was just, you know, as, as time went by, um, the novelty wore off and, and, and just wanted to feel what it felt like to win, to be a part of a championship team, to be a part of a, a team. You know, I felt like those nine years were a lot of, a lot of individuals, a lot of, um, Finger pointing, you know what happens when you lose, and, and I, but I learned a lot through those years. And you know, I, as I coach now and I, I train guys, you know, everybody. I teach one of my things is, you know, everybody can do it 
when you win. It's easy when you win. Exactly. It is easier when you win. And that 99 season, I'm sure, was a culmination of a lot of frustration. You finally found yourself on the winner, a part of the greatest show on turf with great players, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, and your catch, Ricky, you know, that was that catapulted the Rams to their first Super Bowl of victory. So congrats on all your NFL success. Uh, I know that with all that success, personally, you've been building a new career as a business leader and a community builder. And I know that we at Omega Sports are looking to build a great community partnership with, with you and Prolific Park. That's two great North Carolina companies looking to keep locals active and playing well. Ricky, for our listeners, just a brief summary. Tell us a bit about your childhood. Where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, Hillsborough, New Jersey. I, I was born in parents and native of Bronx, New York, but uh, so I was born there in 1968. But uh, I know we, the feeling. Yeah, getting old. But we we moved when uh, uh, when I was six years old. We moved to Hillsborough, New Jersey, and um, to me, I have so many fond memories of that neighborhood I grew up in. It was uh, um, just to give you a visual. It was a horseshoe neighborhood, so to speak. Um, the street was a horseshoe with. with Houses on the outside, houses on the inside, and, and some houses on the inside with some really good size backyards. Oh, backyards sure. to play baseball and football and soccer, and um, a neighborhood to play tag and manhunt on bikes. You know all the oh, things. Oh sure, all the things we did. Like a proving ground for young talent back in the day. That's exactly. Um, so it was. It, it was. Um, but the, the the beauty of it is we had such a. a a great number of, of kids that were my age that we were able to participate in whatever season it was that was the sport we were playing. And, exactly, and, a lot of us grew up that way. Yeah, and that's where the, the, the competitive side of me really started to come out and that's where um, you know I, I fell in love with, with sports. I'm curious, did you always know one day you'd be in the NFL or is that a kind of a Johnny-come-lately dream? You experienced success along the way and later on thought, you know, I'm not able to do this. Well, I think I, I was fortunate enough, um, 1976 when the Meadowlands uh, opened and the Giants, you know, came from New York to New Jersey, uh, my dad got season tickets and we went religiously um, and for me it was as a young kid going, you know, it's a great, it's a great education, it's great it? education, great experience for me to grow up watching Lawrence Taylor, Harry Carson, Phil Simms, those wow. guys. Um, and I remember just falling in love with the game. I started playing Pop Warner at that time. Um, and I just said, you know, I remember joking with dad, you know, during, during one game, just saying, I'm going to play here one day. And he kind of looked at me like any dad would do. He kind of <laughs> laughed and said, yeah, sure, buddy, you will. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, great. Yeah, I know you will, son. <laughs> right. um, but it's, you know, that, that's when this, this, the start of it, when it began. That's an amazing backstory. Thank you for sharing that. And even more relevant to our conversation today and your life today, did you know that you'd be a business owner sometime down the road? Did, did that ever factor in? Um, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that. I've got a... Um, a framed eight by ten picture of a, um, a piece of notepad that I, when I was a, a junior in high school, I would practice my signature all the time because my dream was to play in the National Football League. It says New York Giants, it says Ricky Prohl, number twenty, several times practicing my signature because one day people would be asking for my autograph. And um, I had two of my classmates, and we all wrote. You know, I wrote in ten years. I hope to be an NFL football player. 
and in 20 years I hope to be a successful businessman. Wow. I didn't know what business I wanted to get into, but I knew I wanted to be successful at whatever I wanted to do. Um, from the business side, I wanted it to be successful. So anyway, I fold, we, we all added what we wanted to do, and I folded it up in a little three by five size, you know, rectangle, and put it behind the periodic table in the science class. <laughs> well, that was- Behind the elements. That was 30 years ago. That's amazing. And, uh, well, about seven, eight years ago, they remodeled that classroom, and they found it. And they- Really? The teacher, Barbara Kruchek, found it, saw it was mine, framed it, sent it up to me and patted my office. And uh, so I did obviously dream about owning a business. I didn't know what business it would be, but lo and behold, here we are at Prolific Park. And, uh, that is, that's amazing, Ricky. Thank you. And you let that be a lesson, perhaps, to those listening. Write down your goals, work hard to achieve them. Anything can happen with a little sweat and hard work. Ricky, if we may, we heard the great backstory of your, your, your New Jersey upbringing. What brought you to North Carolina? Um, well, I, I, uh, I was fortunate enough to, to finally start growing, <laughs> right. you know, at, at uh, my senior year in high school and I had a, a very productive senior year. Um, I led the state in receiving, I was all state first team, and, but coming onto the scene late, I was a running back my whole life, Pop Warner High School until my senior year. And uh, so no one really knew about Ricky Prohl and so I wasn't being heavily recruited. Thought I was going to some, uh, to play D3. I looked at East Stroudsburg, I looked at uh, Shippensburg College. Are those um, more local schools? Local schools, Lafayette, Lehigh, those kind of uh, schools. Um, but lo and behold, about Thanksgiving, um, a Wake Forest coach came and, and was watching me practice and was very, showed some interest and, and that relationship grew. And, um, you know, I, and then West Virginia later on came in. Um, and it was one of those deals where my trip to West Virginia, I mean, they had everything. Facilities, uh, Don Neelan, head coach. But when I went there, I just didn't have the same warm, fuzzy feeling that when I came to Wake, Al Groh, he told me, this is how we're gonna use you, this is what I feel that you can bring to the table. It just, I felt like it was a better fit for Ricky Prohl. And, um, and that's when I ended up coming down here and committing to Wake Forest. And um, met my wife down here and you know, that's, that's how I ended up in North Carolina. And probably some part of you is thinking North Carolina weather, Morgantown, West Virginia weather, your recruiting trip probably sold you on it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, thank God that I, I was thinking I was a little more mature. Um, West Virginia had an amazing football. Um, as a matter of fact, they played the national championship against Notre Dame a year later. The, the Southern Bells, the, um, <laughs> um, which, like I said, I met my wife at Wake Forest. and, and um, and we ended up, um, you know, uh, building our home here in Greensboro, and, and uh, we just, I fell in love with it. I know my wife's from Raleigh, but uh, we just, you know, this community, it, it was just, for us, it was a great place to raise a family, um, and it was centrally located, close to Charlotte, close to Raleigh, close to Wake Forest, so it was, uh, for us, it was a perfect fit. That, that's true, I man. I know, you came to North Carolina as an 18-year-old young man, you know, doing some quick math 30-plus years later. You're entrenched in the community. You and your family have set down roots. Do you truly love living here, all the things North Carolina has to offer? Absolutely. Um, it's just, uh, for me, it, it, it was a change from where I grew up, but it was, um, like I said, a, a perfect fit. It was, uh, 
you know, when, when I was in, um, when I got drafted, I was in Arizona and I had a house out there and when free agency started in 92, I kind of had a feeling I was going to be that guy that made some, you know, um, would, would jump ship being, being, whether it was traded or signing free agency. Um, I wasn't that guy that probably would stay in one franchise for his whole career. Not because I didn't want to, it was just because I was that guy that they were always looking for a shinier, faster car. Um, <laughs> They'll do that in the NFL, won't they? Yeah, yeah, they will. So um, so that's when, when I got traded from Phoenix to Seattle, um, my wife and I, uh, we looked around North Carolina, and like I said, it was because of the central location. Uh, we had some, some roots in Raleigh. Um, we had some ties on the PSL holding back then in 95. So. Um, we wanted to be closer to Charlotte, close enough. And Charlotte wasn't what it is now. Right, it's certainly you know, it's, it's grown. Panthers you know, like, have had a lot to do with that. Yes, and and, uh, and then Wake Forest being close. So we wanted to be in a place where we could be an hour in Raleigh, hour to Charlotte, you know, 30 minutes to Wake Forest. And, and then we just fell in love with, with Greensboro and, and the kind of people that are here. Um, and, and again, raising a family, uh, in, in my mind, there isn't a better place. Um, you know, you got the, you got the, the Coliseum, you got the, the, um, the things of a big city, but, a, you know, that you can... With a smaller town feel. Smaller town feel, and, and that's what we really fell in love with, and, and, uh, and we've been here since 95, and, and uh, uh, we love it, and that's why we decided to make home, we decided to build our, our business here, and, and we're here for the long haul. Well, New Jersey's loss is certainly our gain. Thank you for, for setting down roots here and, and setting up this amazing facility. Ricky, when I hear you talking about your childhood, the great story you shared with us of your New Jersey upbringing, your NFL journey, I can make the assumption it wasn't always the easiest path to success. I don't want to use the term late bloomer, but you said you had a spurt at the end of high school and you really had to work hard at, at reaching your goals. Can you tell us some advice or give us some advice you got along the way that motivated you to never give up? Um, well, it's, I think it goes back to my neighborhood, growing up in my neighborhood, um, competing and, and, and playing with older kids. Um, you know, I hung around a kid that was three years older than me and, and I looked up to him. He was a great athlete. Um, and he, as he got older, he started to take a turn for the worse, you know, making bad decisions and, and um, and he, he, at times he bullied me, um, picked on me, um, talked down to me. And, and at first, it, it was it was hurtful. Um, but I think when I look back now, it, it it helped mold me to who I am today. And and everybody, we have that journey. And, and I look at my journey from that moment of learning how to kind of fight for yourself. You get back to the corner, and, you, and you're kind of scared, and then all of a sudden, eventually. You get tired. You get get tired of being pushed around, and, and um, so I look at. And then when I went to Wake Forest, weren't a, wasn't a big program, but played big time competition in a big um, conference, correct? Yeah, and, and, but I felt like always fighting for that respect of just you know, yeah, you went to Wake Forest, and then I get drafted by the Cardinals, and it's twenty thousand people, and you know, like I said, losing all those years playing for some, in my mind, selfish teams, and then teams um, that didn't know how to win. Yeah, I, you know, Doug, I played in a time where I led the Cardinals four out of five years, and, and Buddy Ryan basically brought me in the office after my fifth year and told me I wasn't good enough. And he tried to trade me and nobody was interested. After leading and receiving for four out of five years, you're yeah. not good enough. Yeah. That's interesting. So then he traded me to Seattle, and 
you know, it was two years of trying to get on the field after they traded for me. And, and you learn real quick, it's a business. And, um, and, and then I ended up asking to be released, and I was released. And I go to Chicago, and um, I play there. I sign as a third receiver. I end up starting. And then the starter, because the starter got hurt, and I'm productive, I'm doing well. And, and then the starter comes back, and then I'm in street clothes. I'm not even dressing. So I was pretty upset, as you can imagine. Sure. I end up leaving the team and catches yards and touchdowns there, and, but they let me go as well. So, you know, when I look at when I was in the immediate in those situations, I was very upset, very upset to say the least. I wonder what more do I have to do to yeah. prove myself at this level? Exactly, man. And then, uh, you know, I go to St. Louis because all I want to do is win. And I sign on the team, we lose our first year, and then we, we make some acquisitions. We trade for Marshall Falk, we bring in, we draft Tory Holt. Um, Isaac Bruce is there, we have Trent Green, we have some talent, and, uh, and then all of a sudden, we're winning, and like you said, we're the greatest show on turf, and everybody's scoring touchdowns. It's, except who? Except Mr. Pro, Ricky Pro. I mean, uh, we've got defense scored six touchdowns that year, we had linemen scoring touchdowns, um, and it's funny because I was getting, you know, like, I remember praying about it, like, God, I just... You're you making know, I, the catches, just not in the red zone. I just want here. Yeah, I'm, I'm the third down guy. I'm, 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 I'm taking pride in, you know what? If this move is my role. If this is my role. I'm going to move the chains, be the third down guy. But then I'm like, man, just let me score one touchdown. <laughs> but um, you know what? He, he had a plan. And, and his plan was in the NFC Championship game. And sure and, enough, uh, you got your touchdown. And yeah. Then some. Yeah. And uh, it was, I was very thankful. And, and he was telling me, hey, this is what you wanted. You want to be on the winning team? Be selfish selfless be selfless and, and, and my time came and um, but all those things that journey of growing up in that neighborhood getting bullied and not being respected no matter what I did was never good enough but it taught me to play with that chip to play with that edge to never quit to keep fighting to keep plugging because dreams do come true and my dreams came true they they indeed did so has being an ex NFL player helped you to transition easily into the business world or was it a difficult transition it, it, it helped me it, it was it was easy from a standpoint of let me rephrase it wasn't easy that the, the transition from sports um, being part of a team being part of a group of guys um, but my career, playing as long as I did, I saw the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. What it takes to be successful, um, that's selfless players, team, having one common goal, and then playing for the bad. <laughs> selfish people, that are playing for themselves, not playing for the common goal. And I think that's, that's a, a, owning a business is no, is no different. It's, you've got to formulate a winning team of people you can count on, people that are going to be accountable, People that have dreams, that buy into what your vision is and how you get there. Buy into your mission statement. Exactly. And, and so from that transfer, um, it, was, it was easy. It, it was really easy. I, I know your career culminated in 06 with the Colts. You, you got your second Super Bowl ring. That was, I guess, in February of 07. How long did it take you to figure out what you wanted to do, what your next step was? Like, what, did, did you know right then and there you wanted to open up a world-class youth sports facility? Or did that take a, were there a year or two of you doing some soul searching, you know, trying to figure out what it is you wanted to do? It took me, um, before, I signed, before I signed with the Colts, 
I thought I was going back to Carolina. To, to keep playing? To play. They wanted me back. Fox wanted me back after the, the uh, 2005 season, which was 2006. And, and he said, hey, just stay in shape. We'll call you in March. Well, they called me and said, hey, we're going a different direction. So I, was, I, I began coaching my son in baseball. And then my two sons playing football in the fall because I hadn't had anything. Through the summer, there were no calls. Panthers said stay in shape in case someone gets hurt. No one got hurt. So I thought I was pretty much done. So I was coaching hot one. Um, but it's then when I started to realize what I wanted to do. When, I, when we started trying to find practice fields for, um, for baseball, for football, there was no place to go. And if we did find a place, we couldn't get on it. Whether it was a public park, we couldn't get on it. We had to pay for it. Or um, it just wasn't big enough. If it was a churchyard or something like that. It wasn't, it wasn't big enough. So that's when it kind of started triggering me. I need to, you know what, this isn't, it, it brought me back to the roots of my neighborhood. Man, we had big neighborhoods with big backyards. Shades of Hillsborough, right? Yes, and um, so I wanted to, you know what, create a place where kids could be kids and they could, if no matter what level they wanted to play, whether it was with mom and dad playing in the backyard, um, throwing a football, playing catch with baseball, hitting a volleyball, shooting baskets, or if they wanted to sharpen their skills and play at a higher level, I wanted to create that as yeah. well. And, I, and that's kind of where the, the original um, thought process of Prolific Park came about. Well, I look around, Ricky, and hearing what you just said, mission accomplished. You have created all that and more. Uh, could you share with the listeners, were there any hurdles or obstacles you faced from square one? Like, you thought it would be easier than this? I mean, certainly, look what you <laughs> look what it's become, but I'm sure there were some rough patches along the way getting started. It was. I mean, it, it just, I think the transition you talked about building a team was easy because that's all I did my whole life was be a part of the team. But now as an individual, um, it, it was a bunch of um, road bumps. I mean, you know, it, it just became from one thing after another and it started with finding the land. And then once I found the land here, it was getting it zoned. Right. Getting it zoned um, to where I could build the park. That took a year and a half and I, and I felt like I was on a trial for Felony or something. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy how much people fought not to have right. a prolific park. Am I ever going to get this thing going? Yeah. I'm sure you and, thought and that. Then, and then you finally, it, you know, we finally build the great ground, and, and um, the dream becomes a reality, or the vision becomes a reality. Um, the building, the land, the ball fields, the courts, and um, and then we we struggled. I lose my partner, my business partner. Um, he bails on me. And then I lose. Um, then, then it's it's tough bringing people in here. They're not buying in. They're not understanding the vision that I have for Prolific Park, which is a safe haven for kids to thrive, for families to enjoy, family to um, to be prolific, really. And, and I think uh, I think that was that was tough. And then it got to a point where the bank, you know, we came real close to foreclosing. But it's all my. My history is fighting through, being traded, being released, um, being picked on, of just being a fighter. Um, that's when all that stuff really came to fruition. And like, you know, because there were times where at first, you know, like, I don't know if I can do this. 
I play football. I didn't. I, I never ran a business. <laughs> right. Know, um, what does it take? What does it look like? How do I rally? And it's you know, and then you go back to your roots of playing ball and having a good team, and you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, people that understand things that I did, and, and put them in positions where they can help me be successful. Right, you had the vision, their know-how took it to the next level and got you off the ground. Yeah. So lessons learned on the proving grounds of Hillsborough translate into your business career. Correct. Yeah, that, that's an amazing story. We've heard, Ricky, why Prolific is so important to you, why you built it. How many people come through this park, either on a daily, are there measurables you have that you can yeah, share? Yeah, we bring in about, there's about 450,000 people come through Prolific Park uh, a year. Wow, that's um, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's um, I'm, you know, I'm proud of that. Uh, we've done some studies and we do some things and it's helping the economy, you know. We're helping stimulate the economy here in Greensboro, putting heads in beds and, and restaurants and, and we really, um, at Prolific, it's important to us to support local and, and um, it's huge for us to support local because we're local now and, and um, we want people to support Prolific Park. And, and, uh, it's not just about, you know, creating a culture or inspiring people to be healthy, but it, it's it's just, um, you know, it, it's so much more than that. It's relationships. Life's about relationships, and, and it's about community, and, and that's what we're trying to build here is just not just kids playing sports, but it's building and teaching life lessons through sports and, and, um, and inspiring people, healthy awareness and, and healthy living and, and and it's, it's come from one vision 12 years ago to it's evolved over 12 years. Of, you know, we have a healthy group of silver sneakers um, with pickleball that I could have never <laughs> imagined being so popular, which I absolutely... Yeah, I got to see that firsthand about um, a month ago. That was eye-opening. I didn't even know that existed. It's a lot of fun. It's amazing sport. And, and then just to, you know, how this place has evolved from after-school program, in my mind, the second to in the state. That wasn't part of the original business model. Our adult fitness center um, wasn't part of the original business model. It's evolved to help really bring in family and, and where parents could we call work out while you wait. While their kids are practicing basketball or speed and agility or nice. volleyball, they can get you know, they can they can work out and exercise and, and um, and it's 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 growing. It's growing not as fast as I like, but it's growing authentically. To me, that's more important than anything. Well, that, that is 100% true, Ricky. I know, I've been here, I've seen it firsthand. I used to play pickup ball here, believe it or not, till, till my knees betrayed me and I had to give up that pipe dream. But uh, having two daughters who are active in sports, uh, a world-class soccer field up the way, a baseball diamond, they're active in the basketball leagues here. You mentioned pickleball. Uh, there is a, how long, a 50-yard turf field at the back of the facility for indoor soccer, football, for speed training. I know we touched on a lot of things. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, people to know about the exciting things offered here? Yeah, I think also I alluded is we just built a $200,000 inclusive playground, which is something that it may be the thing I'm most proud of because it includes everybody. I think, you know, we kind of live in our bubble. I have three healthy children and, and you know, when we want to go out on a Saturday afternoon and go play on the playground when the kids were younger, we just found a local park or a school. Um, and you don't realize that there's families out there that have children that can't just play on every playground. 
and they have to drive hundreds of miles um, to find one to where they can have some normalcy. Wow. And uh, we've been able to provide that like a backyard, backyard in Guilford County, the first, the first one of its kind, and it's wheelchair accessible. It's it's uh, got sensory games for children with autism. It's um, and it, it's been a it's been a a dream come true as well. It's been a blessing to see families that live two, three miles from here that would never visit Prolific Park and now are, are visiting often and, and it's become a support system. They've met other families with um, children um, that have certain special needs like theirs and, and, and that's that's important. I think that's what's great about this facility is it's um, it's become a community that everybody's proud of, everyone wants to be a part of because of our principles and what we stand for. And, and, um, and I've met so many local people and, and I can't tell you, the success of this park is because of my staff, it's because of the support of the community now. They've gotten on board and, and um, they understand what we're all about. They believe in what we're all about, they believe in our mission. And, and it's, you know, when you look at prolific, and what it stands for, what it means, the definition of prolific. Um, obviously, I've changed the spelling of my last name, but <laughs> prolific is to be productive, to be fruitful, to enrich the lives of others. And, um, and that's what we do here at Prolific, is we do our best to do that to, to the families and, and the community. You do all that and more, Ricky. I mean, as I mentioned, I have two young daughters who are here. This facility is world-class. I know it may be difficult for the listeners to kind of get a picture of things we've discussed. Uh, do yourselves a favor, venture to prolificpark.com to see some of the amenities for yourself. It's really amazing. Ricky, you mentioned being inclusive. I know that's important to you. You made the example of the adaptive playground that you've created here. Tell us who is this park really for? Is a simple answer everyone? Everyone. Regardless of age? And everyone. Old, young, middle, you know, we've got we've got um, seniors coming here and playing pickball, working out. Um, we we have everything for everybody. There's nothing you can't walk through the door at Prolific and say there's nothing here for me. Absolutely. We have, we have us, from our seniors playing pickleball to walking on the turf during the winter months to um, get personal training to physical therapy to um, um, clean clean food that we have to smoothies that are healthy um, to um, to young kids playing on the turf after school program to 50 year olds like me that take group X classes, group camps, um, different clubs, boxing clubs. I, mean, we, 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 I can't even sit here and, and tell you all the things that has evolved and, and that has grown here at Clifford Park, I mean, all the different programs. But it's something that, um, there's something here for everybody, and, and, and I'm proud of that. And I'm proud of the, the, my staff that gets up every day um, with an energy about them. And, and, Ready to make a difference yeah, in people's lives. Just, just ready to just, you know, every day the mission and the vision um, and just uh, bring that life, that mission to life every day here at the park. I know seniors, Ricky, were probably the last group you were able to capture. You started as a youth sports facility. Uh, when did you first hear about pickleball? I, I kind of laughed there. I, I, 
we started selling pickleball and Omega Sports. They were, what is pickleball? But we had, when you hosted our recent manager's meeting here at this great facility, I had a chance to experience it firsthand. It's amazing. How long has pickleball been a, a, a thing here at Prolific Park? Well, it's only been a thing here for probably, I would say, three or four years. We, we, we brought in a gal, Jane, um, three or four years ago to try to um, promote our Silver Sneakers program and try to grow it. And we have a Lunch and Learn. It is, it's the, um, the second Wednesday of every month that they'll come in. We'll bring a speaker to come in. And it's, it's just grown. It's, um, it's grown every year. And they're the ones that introduced us to pickleball. And then now we've, we've went from one court to now we have six courts. And um, all our staff's involved. We have a, um, a tournament the last Friday of every month. That's grown. We're starting a league. It's just, um, it's been an amazing experience. Um, and it, it's an addictive sport. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's the camaraderie's amazing. You even found yourself playing some, right? All the After time. probably never having experienced it in your life never experienced but I love tennis and it's a form of tennis so it's it's and it's indoors and it's it's easy on the joints you might even be able to do it with you I didn't pay for that the next day unlike other things so that was good but it, it's it, it's uh, it's amazing but that's how we were introduced to it about three years ago well, I, I know we have a lot of people coming into Omega looking for the equipment, and it's great to know that there is a facility like this where your silver sneakers can participate and maintain lifelong fitness goals. Uh, we said today that this is going to be an awesome conversation. Ricky, I want to thank you for letting us join you here in the Panther Den for opening up your great facility to us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys coming by and, and allowing me to share my story. And, the story of Prolific Park and how it how it began and, and where it is today and hopefully in the future where we're going. Right. Well, it truly is an amazing story. We appreciate you sharing it with us. Uh, a thing to note, I looked this up, this is interesting. We made mention earlier in the segment that Ricky was a 17-year NFL veteran. The average NFL career I discovered was 3.3 years. You managed to quintuple that and more. So truly amazing, sir. I mean, the, the lessons you learned growing up, never giving up, I'm sure that played itself out in the NFL and you managed to stay reasonably healthy despite maybe a hiccup or two with your ankle. Yeah, I was, I mean, it was a blessing and, and a lot of it stemmed from my, my upbringing, mom and dad, and then the neighborhood in Hillsborough, New Jersey, and then, you know, the, the, the people along the way, the coaches, my teammates, um, and those are the things we try to instill with our young kids here is, you know, we don't, a zero tolerance for bullying, we, we just, every chance we get, we try to really reach out and speak to our kids, it's, it's how you, respond and not react and, and it's you know you never know what these kids are going through but it's about encouragement it's about building self-esteem and, and um, you know just teaching these kids life lessons through sports and, and um, there's a lot of lessons that can be sure learned. sports as a metaphor for life absolutely and, and it's been a blessing to see these kids at eight nine years old when they started here at prolific park to now they're in college they come here in the summer they work for us you know, during the summer months before they go back to school, some of them work for us full time now. It's been, um, it's been a great experience. I, I mean, I can't put into words and tell you how good it makes me feel. We have a vision of helping young people and to see them realize their dreams and to go off and, you know, work here for a couple months and then get a bigger, better job. Um, 
making more money and collecting benefits and then coming back and sharing their story with the younger kids is um, is a feeling that I, I can't describe, man. It just warms my heart to, to see it and to, to experience it. It's been absolutely amazing. That is incredible, Ricky. I never considered that. that you say Prolific has been open for 12 years. Did I get that correct? You, you had kids coming in young, you've seen them graduate high school, perhaps go on to postgraduate athletics, that, that has to be a great feeling. Well, you look at some of the guys that even, you know, obviously everybody can't be professional athletes, but I've seen guys come in here and play baseball on our, our showcase teams and go off and play at Wake Forest and then go to the pros. And I've seen Keenan Allen grew up, him and Maurice. Greensboro's own Keenan Allen, playing, San Diego Chargers. Yeah, playing here every day, playing on the turf playing basketball and had his pro day and I mean look at the career he's having. Amazing and excuse me I should say Los Angeles Chargers they yeah. recently moved. I'm with it's, it's hard it's hard it is hard doesn't have that same ring it does not ring. but yeah, yeah. It's, it's so it's 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 those kind of things that these kids in today look up to and say wow they were here at Prolific Park man I, it just makes them realize that they're dreams that they're not just they're not just something in the distant future that it, it can happen and their dreams can come true. And, and that's what we emphasize here, that it's all possible through hard work, through making good decisions, through surrounding yourself with good people. I mean, I tell people all the time, I joke, I say, man, I used to sit in the huddle and look to my left and there's Orlando Pace and there's Marshall Falk, there's Kurt Warner, there's Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce. A host of Hall of Famers. When you're around greatness, you can't help but get better. And, and that's what I try to enforce and tell our kids, surround yourself with people that make good decisions and you'll end up making good decisions and you'll end up being successful and, and, uh, and that's, that's what we try to do. That's a great mission statement, Ricky. Thank you for the positive influence and the difference you're making in, in children's lives today here in Greensboro and beyond. We, we really appreciate you being a pillar of the community. Well, thank you. It takes a, it takes a lot of people to make it happen. And I've it takes some, a village, right? I've had an amazing village. <laughs> you have. I agree with that. Well, before we end today, I really want our listeners to walk away with two key points from our conversation. Stay motivated and never give up. Uh, refer back to the how Ricky described his childhood, not necessarily the biggest, didn't possess the otherworldly size or athleticism of, say, a Calvin Johnson or Randy Moss, but he fashioned a 17-year NFL career out of it. So that, that's truly amazing, Ricky. That, that, that's a great story. Uh, if you find yourself in Greensboro, come to Prolific Park, see Ricky and his amazing team. Ricky, thank you once again for opening your doors to us, letting us broadcast, having an away game, so to speak, at the Panthers' den. We'll be back home for next week. Our producer, Mary, is telling me I think we got a few more home games coming up, and we, we appreciate you letting us be here today. Well, Doug, I appreciate you. I appreciate Omega Sports, and I look forward to a long-lasting relationship and, and, again, support local. Support local. Agreed. Lots of synergies between our respective companies. Looking forward to a long and productive relationship. Uh, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Don't forget to rate and like us. Thanks again, everyone. This has been Doug the Shoe Guy from the Panthers Den with our good friend Ricky Pearl.